Good evening, everybody. Welcome into the Nittany Lions Sports Report. It's live here on BLS. Bob Long, Tyler Gellhouse. And after a big win against Wisconsin at home for the Nittany Lions, it's two games before the end of the regular season. Rutgers, Maryland, two games that I think Penn State expects to win. News out that Maryland's starting quarterback. Another one will be unavailable due to injury, and so Penn State looks to move to 9-3 and three on the season. Of course, you need to play those two games first, Tyler. But what would be another 9-win season for Penn State, and with a bowl win, could be 10. So, we thought that today was as good as any day to go through the roster in painstaking, it's going to be fun though, fashion, and take a look at where this roster is going to be next year as they move into 2019. Uh, Tyler, we, we talked a lot about this coming into the show. Um, we'll jump right into it. We looked at every single position and discussed who's going to redshirt this year, who's going to graduate, who might go to the NFL draft. And just to give this, the listeners and viewers a real sense of where this roster is going, and it certainly might surprise some folks. Yeah, I mean, um, we'll jump right into it, as you said, Bob, but, you know, on offense, uh, as of right now, there is only one starter with no more eligibility left, that being quarterback, school record holder in many categories, Trace McSorley. Um, and the, def- the defensive side of the ball is is a little bit a little bit older, maybe three three starters that are seniors, but um, a lot of the younger guys have been playing key roles at those positions anyway. So, um, you know, at the beginning of the year, we knew this was a, a younger team, um, and, and we're going to show you just how young it is and and um, – and how good and how talented this team could be, and hopefully that the guys that are thinking about come, going to the NFL, um, they'd be huge parts next year on the team for Penn State. So uh, we'll break it down for you right here. Yeah, we for the folks that are watching on Facebook and on Twitter, uh, we will be able to show you um, visual cues for those listening on iTunes. Certainly, we're going to do our best to to give you what you're looking for and tell you what you're seeing, but. Um. Yeah, I, I think we can probably start, Tyler, with the quarterback position. Obviously, you mentioned Trace McSorley being the primary starter, as you see on your screen right now. That's essentially the depth chart. And as it stands right now, this is today's eligibility. Trace McSorley, a senior. Tommy Stevens, the junior. But then the two young guys, Will Levis, Sean Clifford, both freshmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Levis is absolutely going to redshirt this year. Yep. And then the big thing that I think people are looking to the future on, although I do think Sean Clifford is going to throw his hat in the ring for sure. this down the road, is the arrival of Taquan Roberson and Michael Johnson Jr. Two commits that Roberson commits first, and I don't think necessarily people expected Johnson Jr. to commit for some time. Then it kind of appeared that it was heading that way. He does commit, and we realized, wow, this could be quite an interesting battle between two quarterbacks that have a little bit of different playing styles. Yeah, um, if I could just say something before we really get started here. Um, for our viewers, this is um, strictly the scholarship Players. There are other quarterbacks on the Penn State team, um, but this is strictly scholarship players. There are 82 current players on scholarship on Penn State, with the maximum being 85. Um, so there are 82. And the other uh, thing I'd like to point out there is that the recruits are verbal commitments right now until, I believe, December It's sometime early December mm-hmm. is when they can sign um, on the that, dotted line, of or course, rapidly can, expanded last right, year. Yeah, correct, or they can wait until um, the traditional February first Tuesday of February or something along those lines. But a lot of these guys plan on signing on um, in about a month now, less than a month, couple of weeks. So um, 
just for the viewers that uh, and listeners that um, this is all um, the verbal commitments are nothing set in stone yet, but it's yep. uh, it's looking good for Penn State with those guys. That's right. And for the folks that are privy watching us here on Facebook and on uh, Twitter. You have it listed and, as verbal And there's also going to be more guys joining the fold at uh, various positions as Indeed. well. Indeed. So let's take a look at running back right now because uh, Mark Allen obviously injured out for the season, Miles Sanders. That's an interesting discussion as to his availability and his uh, desirability amongst NFL GMs as we get towards the draft. Certainly gotten bigger, stronger. Sure. Has been one of the most dynamic backs mm-hmm. in the Big Ten. And in terms of folks that are eligible – to leave for the draft, I would think that there would he, be absolutely teams yeah, interested. In I, him. I think he's probably one of the ones, probably one of the three that I'm keeping my eye on for the NFL draft. Um, at the beginning of the year, I, I we talked about you know how many shoes Penn State had to fill at various positions across the board, and I predicted, um, I believe it was something crazy like he would rush for more yards than than Saquon. I'm not sure. Um, what Saquon Barkley finished with last year, uh, Sanders just eclipsed a thousand. Um, he's up to he's up to nine nine touchdowns on the ground, and he's he's playing really good football. I think that he's he's had a very strong year, especially when they get him running north and south. I think that's when he's best. Um, I mean, that sounds cliche for a running back, but Barkley was able to dance it out to the outside, like the USC run and some of his other big runs, where he can bounce out to the outside. Sanders just isn't that style, but I mean, he's been impressive. He had a couple of Saquon. Uh, esque runs last week with the hurdles over the Wisconsin defenders and he's going to continue to I think climb up draft boards I'm not sure where he would come in um, in the NFL conversation I think that he's definitely a guy I mean this is really his first year showing out yep I think that another year would would do nothing but help his stock but um, let's say Tyler that he does not make the return so and if, here's if, where if, it really gets sure. interesting so, because you would, lose, you would lose three running backs, hypothetically. You would lose Miles Sanders. You would lose Mark Allen, who has been out for the season for about uh, ever since the um, Ohio State. Uh, no, mm-hmm. actually, excuse me, the Kent State game. And you would also lose Jonathan Thomas, who has been more or less a reserve for his career, but a great team player. Uh, the interesting tidbit here is C.J. Holmes. Um, he was at Notre Dame uh, last season, was dismissed from the team, violation of team rules. He's uh, from Connecticut. He's actually walk, he walked on Penn State, and he's been there since the summer, I believe, maybe even the spring. Um, but he is he is strictly a scout player this year. He had he could not play NCAA rules, uh, transferring D one D one. So he's sitting out this year. He'll have three years left of eligibility. Um, he's a very versatile player. He could, glad Notre, you said that. At Notre Dame, he yeah. they could they played him a little bit on defense, wide receiver, and um, running back. I think that. They probably have him. I'm not sure if they have him at running back because of the foreseeable depth or if they feel that that's his best position. Um, well, when but, you say depth, you mean I at mean, the position that he would be playing I a mean, wide receiver, which is slot, most likely. Right. That, and I think that, you know, in the case that Miles Sanders leaves for the NFL, um, I think that helps having C.J. Holmes playing um, – playing running back for right. next year and and like we like can you pull that screen back up please yeah um, well one comment i was going to make sure. tyler is just the, how young this particular running Very back young class group. is i mean the, there may not be that depth that you're talking about but right. what you do have is top heavy guys and ricky talent, slade talent, talent. who is as talented as any running back coming out of that class and devin ford who if i'm not mistaken is he is a uh, the top he, he running is back one in of, that class i don't want to say he is the top uh but he he is certainly he is certainly up towards the top, and he's another running back out of Virginia, much um, same as uh, Ricky Slade there. Mm-hmm. But um, 
Devin Ford comes in on 24-7 um, sports at uh, the number four running back in the country. So Penn State has recruited the position exceptionally well. I mean, believe it or not, Saquon Barkley was actually yeah. the least rated out of the last couple backs to come out. Sure. Include Miles Sanders, um, Ricky Slade. Uh, I mean, he was higher than Journey Brown, who was a three-star, but he's got speed, and I'm, I'm interested to see what he can do. And I think that, you know, there is a chance that Penn State still adds another running back into this um, this 2019 class, whether it's um, uh, Noah Kane from Louisiana, but he currently plays at IMG Academy in Florida. Um, he was just up for a second official visit, um, and um, his parents were there, and, and that would be great to add another uh, big-time running back. And there's another guy named Mark Anthony Richards from from Florida that they're looking at. So I think they're really trying to get a second back in this class um, with with the with Sanders potentially moving on. Even without, it's still good to have as much depth as possible. So like you said, I mean, very young running back room, but extremely talented. Extremely talented. What we've seen with some of these highly touted backs, again, small sample size, Correlation, not necessarily causation, is guys that come in and you can see can make guys miss Miles Sanders, Ricky Slade in limited action. Uh, trouble with both of them holding on to the football at times. And that's yes. something that just they need to continue to drill into these guys. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, you're getting hit harder at the college yep. level than you are at the high school level. It's something to get used to. Yeah, but running back is one of those positions that you, you, need, to, you need to be able to run three or four guys out there just because of the right. hits and Different guys bring different things to the table. You might have a great receiving third down back. You might have a better blocking back, um, speed, home run threat, and somebody that can carry it 20 times a game. So. Sure. But there are teams that have shown that if you get the high top-tier backs, that they can come in as freshmen and contribute. Absolutely. J.K. Dobbins at Ohio State came in Absolutely. and was an absolute terrorist freshman year. Absolutely. So the more talent, the better. Um, unfortunately for some of the <laughs> listeners, no fullback. No fullback <laughs> on this roster breakdown. I don't think there will be as long as James Franklin is here. Uh, or maybe, we'll say, better put, uh, the influence of Joe Moorhead. Sure. And thereby Ricky uh, I would agree with that. So, you want to go to wide receiver next? We'll jump on the wide receiver. Um, first glance, um, again, our key is in the top right. Likely the red shirt is in red, and in yellow is NFL draft potential. Um, anybody with a junior or or senior, obviously the seniors aren't coming back, so it'd be juniors um, that are draft eligible. And I on, we only highlighted the ones that actually would have a legitimate chance of leaving early for the pros. Um, at the beginning of the year, I thought Juwan Johnson was a lock to do so. Sure. Um, all the hype that I've read. Um, he has not had the the year that really anybody has thought he would have. Um, injured, drop passes, just really could never put it together this year. Um, I'm not sure what the future holds for Juwan Johnson. Um, I would love to see him back and improved. I don't think that he has much of a draft stock, a strong draft stock right now. I think that he comes back. And then there's other guys. Um, if you, First glance at the list, you're going to see that these younger guys are um, getting a lot of the touches right now. Um, and I mean, Brandon Polk did not play last game at all against Wisconsin. And he's been dropping a lot this year. And uh, Jahan Dotson moves in. They put him out on the outside where Polk was. Has another nice game for a freshman. He will not redshirt this year. Um, and Justin Shorter, another true freshman. He's still on the border, so that's why we didn't highlight him. Likely to redshirt. He had his first catch. It was only for three yards. Uh, he's finally finally seen the field. It looks like Daniel George, another promising freshman, will redshirt. He's only played in, I believe, two games so far. Um, again, this is all likely. And then... Um, 
Yeah, and obviously we all know about K.J. Hamler, what he's done. And, again, on the field he's a freshman. He's a redshirt freshman, so academically he's a sophomore, but eligibility-wise he's a freshman. And they're bringing in two very solid receivers as well. So, I mean, the future of the wide receiver room, it's only going to improve. Oh, my uh, I truly goodness. believe that. I mean, I think Nick John Dunmore, I, we talk about a yeah, verbal commit. This kid from, has from, a chance uh, to be Florida, special. South Florida, yeah. I mean, they – Next year's wide receiver group should be like day and night compared to what we saw this year. No disrespect. Um, DeAndre Tompkins had a solid career at Penn State. He showed nice flashes. Catch this weekend. Yep. I mean, he, he showed flashes. I don't think that they'll really miss him that much. Um, nothing against DeAndre. Um, and Frankly, probably more in the punt game yeah, and just the reliability exactly. back there. Yeah. That is what you'll miss about DeAndre Tompkins. But even, again, with this roster and K.J. Hamler becoming a year older, Dotson becoming a year older, Justin Shorter a year mm-hmm. healthier, we'll call it, uh, does Brandon Polk even play on this so team next that year? That was actually what I was thinking about is a lot of times Polk, Polk and Johnson are both redshirt juniors, meaning yep. that they are academically seniors. Um Graduate a lot transfer. of times, well, there's that, and a lot of times, um, you know, coaches have meetings at the end of the year with the players, and they pretty much say, "Hey, look, this is where you stand." And you know, a lot of times, you will see a couple guys that you know names that you know that won't be back for whether it's academics, whether it's playing time, if there's somewhere better for them. And I mean, I'm not saying that Brandon Polk or Juwan Johnson are one of those guys that aren't going to be asked, you know to come back essentially for the fifth year, but that's always something to keep an eye out too, especially when you have a talented younger group like you're seeing here on your screen. Yeah, I I think that uh, it goes without saying that Juwan Johnson and Brandon Polk, you're talking about two different types of receivers, two different situations. Johnson will play on this team. And Johnson's potential is is there. Can be a star. I mean, he could be an NFL. He could literally be an NFL star if he puts it all together. I mean, he has the body. He has the frame. He has everything to do that. It's just putting it together. Brandon Polk was that guy that we thought could be a nice slot receiver, add-on guy, third to fourth receiver for this team. And now what Penn State has recruited is the K.J. Hamlers of the world, the Dotsons, who I think can be a very good slot receiver, is kind of being phased to the outside because of the guys that are around him. And even a smaller Matt Kippenhammer, who we haven't seen Mm -hmm. quite enough of yet, but I think a guy who can be successful. And there's a guy that is sitting right in the middle of our board we haven't even mentioned yet. Cam Sullivan-Brown does a lot of good things, doesn't really get noticed all that yeah, he, much, but he's a solid he's a, receiver. He's a bigger receiver, not huge, maybe six one six two. But, I mean, you made a great point. I mean, think about, um, you know, last year's team had Gesicki at six six, Johnson on the outside at 6'4". Um, Hamilton was probably about six foot, six one maybe. Um they had some bigger guys out there. Even when Irvin Charles was still on the team, he was six four, six five. I mean, the 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 wide receiver room, they're kind of bringing in a lot of smaller guys. I mean, they still have shorter. I mean, if you can put shorter and and Johnson on the outside next year, have Hamler in the middle, sprinkle in Dotson, sprinkle in Hippenhammer. I mean, Sullivan Brown on the outside, sprinkle him in. You got a really strong wide receiver room, which with matchup nightmares across the board, um, and especially with the way Fryermuth has been playing a tight end. I mean, it could be a scary, scary wide receiver room, like night and day compared to this year. So I think the point we're getting to as well here, we'll throw it up one more time for the viewers here and 
Speak it for the listeners on iTunes. We appreciate everybody being with us through all our mediums here tonight. Quarterback, most likely going to be led by Stevens. But again, there's four guys that are underclassmen. Hey, and Stevens Clifford, had- Levis, Roberson, Johnson, guys that are right behind it will challenge for that spot. Stevenson has had injury problems in the past. Yeah. So Sean Clifford will be ready. Will Levis will be ready. And um, I believe... I'm not certain, but I think those two quarterbacks may be enrolling early. I'm not quite sure on that, but um, yeah. So then I mean, we just just to run through quickly here the running backs. Again, you're led by freshman next year, Ricky Slade, who will now be obviously a sophomore, but underclassmen guys that were freshmen this year will start contributing. Devin Ford, what will his role be? Journey Brown. This might be the one position, and you mentioned at the top. That might be a little bit thin at this point, but not short on talent. But again, youth movement, wide receivers, Sullivan Brown, a freshman, Hamler, a freshman, Dotson, a freshman, Shorter, a freshman, might retain that status. George should retain that freshman status. And Matt Campenhammer will be a sophomore. John Dunmore, a guy that I think can come in and contribute right away. And then Emery Simmons, the second verbal commit. The idea here, Tyler, as we run through this, is youth, 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 youth. A team that doesn't graduate that many even this year, as you said, is seemingly going to get younger. And that is scary, scary good. Uh, Also a thing where they're going to have to figure out what their identity is for a little while next year. You're also going to be seeing a lot of um, James Franklin's most recent and most successful recruiting classes start to take the field, which is is promising. So let's move to tight end. Speaking of promising... Uh, recruiting classes and promising guys that are on the field now as freshmen. My goodness, Pat Fryermuth, a guy who it's tough to gauge what this really means, but could be a first-team All-America tight end. Down the road, I don't see why he can't be. I mean, he first has, team, I'm saying freshman All-American. Freshman All-American, absolutely. Uh, but I mean, I'm, I'm not calling the shot down the I, road. But I could, could see, be. no, but I could definitely see it. Um, I mean, he he's got all the intangibles. Uh, I think he's six five, about two fifty five. He can block. He can run. He's athletic. Um, he came in in the in August for camp. I mean, he was buried on the um, yeah. Excuse me, on the depth chart at first with Bowers was injured, but it was it was really Holland and Dalton um, on the uh, on the depth chart uh, at the top. And frankly, people were talking about right. Zach Koontz a little bit more yeah, and, as well. And Zach Koontz is is going to be a great talent um, as well. He's red shirt. Uh, likely to red shirt. Uh, I'm almost certain he will. He yeah. was. Uh, he's a lanky. He's lanky. He's got to fill out a little bit. He's about six seven, six eight. Um, brother played at Penn State a couple of years ago by the name of Christian Kuntz um, from the Harrisburg area. So I think that um, you know they could team up to be a nasty tandem in the future. And it, they're just two different styles. Kuntz is more of the pure receiving tight end, where Frymuth is overall. And Kuntz just has to fill out a little bit. Um, Dalton, we really haven't seen much of him at all, and, and John Holland has really taken a backseat to Fryermuth, and and Bowers has gotten um, the second amount of tight end play, specifically for blocking. He's in on a lot of blocking yep. um, packages. You, you throw it to him once in a while, but he he's a pure blocking tight end. But uh, and they bring one tight end in, and Brenton Strange as of right now. I think that'll be it for tight ends. Um, everyone eligible to return. I'm not sure if everyone does, uh, but. The, the future of that position <laughs> looks incredibly bright as well. Yes, it does. Very interesting about Fryermuth. My takeaway there, not even Mike Kosicki, and I believe it was because of the age difference and knowing that Mike Kosicki was going to graduate, but not even Mike Kosicki could get people to shut up about Nick Bowers. <laughs> I mean yeah. that respectfully to Nick right. Bowers and, and the fans that really wanted to see him out on the field. But there was 
constant discussion about when's Nick Bowers going to be on the field. When he gets on the field, he's going to be dynamic. And, and now a true freshman comes in right. and completely changes the narrative. And like you said, Bowers now in more blocking formations, but Fryermuth is the guy that is the go-to target in many ways of the entire offense. He and K.J. Hamler this year have kind of traded true, off. Yeah, I mean, two, two freshmen, uh, Pat Fryermuth being the true and Hamler being the, the red shirt. But it's, um, you know, it's a good problem to have. I mean, they're going to be talented for many years at the skilled position as we've seen so far. So let's take a look at the offensive line here. This one is a little bit more involved of a slide. Obviously, you need more depth at this position. But what we have is Ryan Bates, Steven Gonzalez, Connor McGovern. Three guys at the junior class that could elect to go to the NFL next year. Again, if we're picking uh, the guys that I think could, I don't know that any of them do. But Bates might be the one. I think Bates would be the, the best bet. Um, he's played a ton of football for Penn State. He's a three-year starter now. He started at left guard. They bumped him out to tackle. He got injured last year in the Ohio State game. Um, that really killed Penn State in that game, by the way. Um, I think he's better suited at the next level at, at an interior position because of his of his size. Um, 6'4", I mean, great size, 6'4", 305. But, I mean, he, he's just better suited size-wise um, at guard. But, you know, I think that Gonzalez and McGovern definitely could benefit. I think they could all benefit from another year. Um, but you know, it's up. It's it's ultimately up to them. And and I think that you know, if if all three of those guys do decide to come back, um, you know, it's going to be a it should be a much improved offensive line. But I also thought that it should have been much improved this year. And there's been times where I don't think there's been any improvement. Um, so. You know, these guys are getting close to the end of the road here, a lot of them, and, and they've been playing a lot of that since their freshman se- redshirt freshman or true freshman seasons. And I'm, um, you know, I, except, think they could, I think they could all benefit from another year. Yeah, I was going to say, except that they're not coming to the end of their road. I mean, it seems like this line has been together, most things considered, for a long well, time. next I year mean, would we'll, be the, the end of the next road. Next year for would be the majority the end. if Bates, Gonzalez, McGovern come back. They would be senior eligibility next year. Right. Point being, though, is, I mean, Will Fries was playing as a freshman. Michael Mennett stepped in this year and has played. By the way, those two are both um, NFL draft potential. These are redshirt sophomores, but there's no chance either of them go. Right. So that's why they're not highlighted. But, I mean, in terms of graduating, It's only Charles Wright and Charlie Schumann um, down at the bottom. Um, I mean, that is... That is it. Um, Charlie Schumann does not get much playing time. Uh, right. But that's, you know, uh, Chaz Wright gets sparingly, sparingly playing time at Will Fries. But, I mean, you know, and they have guys on this this board that a promising recruiting class that um, is, is all being redshirted right now. Uh, Juice Scruggs uh, looks to be um, a center down the road. Rasheed Walker looks to be left or right tackle. I've heard great things about him. And Bryce Efner's a little bit of a project right now. They're probably going to be playing him at guard. Uh, he was the least... Um, the least highest rated recruit, but um, they like what they see from him. So it's a very good true freshman group that they have. And then there's other redshirt freshmen right now, including Miranda, who has seen time at guard. Um, CJ Thorpe, you probably have seen him on defense or even <laughs> running back kickoffs. Uh, he's one of the up men. I think we've all seen yeah. him on um, on defense. So I think, I think eventually they're going to push. A, I think he's better at, at guard. Um, he's on the guard. I think on the website that he's listed as guard slash D tackle. So 
I think hopefully they can push him back to guard next year and really get him going, going there because he is nasty in, in the run game blocking. And then there's still other guys on the list. Um, you know, Des Holmes, they really, they really like as a redshirt freshman lineman. And they're bringing in um, a couple of three very highly rated offensive linemen, all with the last name starting with H. That's, that might be a first for a Penn State offensive lineman in recruiting class. But What is that? They all their last names start with an H. Uh, w, w. I'm sorry. I was gonna say I'm far. I'm far away over here. Um, but and I think Anthony Wigan would be the one to look out for to um, just play to right away. Play right away no because doubt. he's a JUCO. Um, he's had two years at, at Lackawanna Community College up in uh, Scranton, which so, we're also gonna hear about another guy coming from Lackawanna correct, on, on the, the defensive, defensive side of the ball. Of the, right. So I think that um, you know. Hopefully the whole line comes back and they'll be in great shape and 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 really the depth is there. It's just a matter of these guys really translating um, onto the field. So natural kind of stopping point here as we get to the end of the offensive line again. Though as you look at this, they can return the entire offensive line if they choose, but the backlog of talent. Rashid Walker is the guy that I'll put point to, you know, most uh, impressively now. The position he would have to replace if Bates and Fries came back at one of the tackle positions, I think, would be the two toughest guys right. to displace. But that eh, probably McGovern yeah, as so well. Let's play. Let's play the game here. If if uh, if Bates is the only one that leaves, because I believe that he would. I think that he has the greatest um, chance and potential. Truthfully, if he were to leave. Um, that leaves left tackle open, assuming they slide Fries over to left, which they did for Wisconsin. Yes. and um, Which they did for Wisconsin, and that might not stay like that. They did it at times even last year. Yeah. So assuming that, who who would be, would you go to Rasheed Walker as, as your first man up as <laughs> a red shirt freshman? Uh, let me replace. let me say this. I don't feel like either of us has all the information to make that decision, but that said, Based on ability alone coming in, I believe that would be the answer. That said, these guys, once they come on camp, we know everything that there is to know about these guys before they come on campus. There's all this film out there. They get to campus, and they hunker down in a bunker, and you don't hear about them all that much for a year. So we really don't know what any of these guys are going to bring right now. Very true. But what we do know is that – you know, there's a really good strength and conditioning program that's going to build up Rasheed Walker from his frame, which allows him to put on more muscle, more yeah. weight, and allow him to footwork. Yeah, well, that that that's of the course, big, yeah. You know, becoming ready he, he to play has the position. The, he at has the, the frame level. for an offensive tackle. It's true. You know, I mean, he has the frame, and I think the interesting part here would be if if um, you know they lose Bates, the NFL is Anthony Wigan. I think is a wild card. Last time we had a junior college offensive lineman committed happened to be um Paris Palmer um, as many people remember I'm yeah. not if I'm not mistaken I think he did come from Lackawanna as well uh not sh- not positive but he he was thrown into the fire um with the sanctions and and he really he wasn't as um he wasn't as advertised I guess you could say as people may have thought that he would be as a highly recruited um, Juco, but he still had a solid career at Penn State. He improved. He he really did improve, and um, you know started many games for Penn State. But sometimes you just don't know what you're getting with junior college, um, with with junior college linemen. But it it's always good because they're a little farther further developed um, with their size and game speed to the college level. So I think that's the wild card there is Wigan. Yeah, I think so. 
Nittany Lions Sports Report here on BLS. Bob Long, Tyler Galhouse will take a little bit of a step back. Um, for those people that are watching on iTunes, we are now going to cut this and, and move uh, to release a new episode in a day or so. We're going to go through the defense. But those of you watching live, we'll continue right along here. Uh, appreciate everybody being with us.